0: Welcome to the Coffee with COVID-19 podcast. My name is Patrick Rolf and this is an ongoing media project where we use conversations with some of the leading entrepreneurs and thinkers within the coffee industry to try to understand a sustainable way through living together with our new reality, COVID-19. Welcome to another episode of uh, Coffee with COVID-19. Um, we're here together with uh, Nadine from Primavera Coffee all the way from Guatemala, which, to be fair, is, is far away. We're super excited about this because we haven't so far in this kind of podcast series gotten the opportunity to look more on the farm side of things. Um, and obviously, this has been or, or will be a very challenging time for for farmers and producers around the world as well, um, but let 's start from uh, let 's start from the beginning like how are you? Where are you, and what is the like, kind of current situation in in Guatemala at the moment
1: um, hi uh, we 're doing well, uh, all things considered. Um, I'm currently in Guatemala City, um, where we are still under curfew. So you have to be home by 9 p.m. until 4 a.m. the next morning. Um, There's a few restrictions uh, regarding large gatherings, restaurants, um, alcohol consumption, and things like that. Um, But for roughly five months, so since mid-March, we had a very tight curfew um, from 6 p.m., and then the weekends, we couldn't even leave our house, so it, it's been um, an interesting past few months. Uh, we don't have that many cases in, in the country, cons- all things considered. Um, it might be and, and, and even fewer deaths than many other countries, but I think it, that might be due to the fact that our population is much younger than in other countries. Um, But it seems like sort of things are kind of contained. Uh, Public transport is slowly starting and opening up. Um, And so we hope that it's gonna be all up from here. Um, That's our our hope.
0: Yeah, of course. and. I mean, it's, it's. I think we see for all around the world now, also in Copenhagen, as we talked about before, where we are seeing better times. Um, interesting, especially for for you guys, where that you are basically like mid harvest or end of picking when this is announced, right? Like, what well, what is the what was the situation back then, and what is the what is the first reaction um, coming from you guys? Like, how do you actually deal with something like this uh, from a producer perspective? Yeah.
1: Um, for us, it was super interesting because our European team and our U.S. team were both here in Guatemala when when the situation started to unfold. Um, we had already received uh, a lot of visits during the harvest for our, our origin trips, uh, but we were still pending uh, another 12 visitors uh, when it all hit. So we we sort of to me, personally, I, I didn't think it was going to be, you know, what it became. Um, I was just expecting it to sort of go away and for, for things to continue as they were, um, but that was not the case, and uh, people obviously canceled their trips, and the country went into a lockdown, so our, our airport has been closed since, the mid, since mid-March, so a lot of people had to um, cancel their trips, and everyone sort of went back home as soon as possible, so for us, it was very shocking at the beginning to to see those cancellations, both of the trips and um, of coffee as well, because there was so much uncertainty uh, going on that that uh, even people that had visited uh, were not certain of what they were going to buy or what they needed. And um, so, <laughs> so from the very beginning, we knew that it was going to be you know that it was going to have some some big impacts on our. On our business and on our producers.
0: What is the, that's something that we've been talking a lot about in this podcast series up until now as well is the the amount of cancellations, um, and we I talked to a few different roasters and they've been kind of talking about different approaches. Where some for some they've been very strong on kind of continuing with the commitments, and other people have cancelled really really large volumes of coffee, right? Um, and I mean, how, how does that actually impact? I mean, what, what, what happens to you guys and the producers you work with in that situation?
1: Um, it's, it's a very tricky situation. We had both experiences. We had, um, customers that completely canceled their, their reservations and then customers that sort of stuck by their, by their contracts, um. We just had to have very difficult and straightforward conversations about extending reservation contracts and and shipping dates um, to to meet everyone's you know needs and and abilities really. Um, so it's it was a mix and initially i thought you know we'll be fine because we're so because we export the coffee as well and because our client base is so diverse and widespread because i'd say half of our business is fob so directly to their customers and we ship pretty much everywhere in the world now um i thought you know it's going to be more of a European situation and and the U.S. and um, and the rest of the world is going to be fine. And then, sort of slowly, it started to to shift. And I, you know, it's such an unprecedented event that the entire world um, has suffered from it. So. Yeah, to me it was just it's. We sort of had to take it as it as it came, and, and really speak like have a real conversation with every single one of our customers to understand their needs and their and their situation really, so that we could accommodate as best as possible. Um, of course, we had some difficult times with coffees that we had already purchased, um, and because we we do buy a lot of coffee in cherry. Uh, so of course those lots were already purchased and things like that so we had a few strategies uh, some of the the bigger lots we had to sort of sell locally um, and then obviously try and entice our customers to stick with us and to stick with uh, the the coffees that they had contracted
0: How has that been because you have uh, you have a pretty unique insight they're both from, a producer perspective then, but also if do I do understand it correctly that you guys actually mill some coffee yourself as well now. Yeah. Yeah. So how's, that been, yeah how's that been operating a, a mill during um, then a pretty, as you say, explained like a, a pretty intense lockdown, right? I mean, it's a fairly time sensitive procedure, right? And, and how is that actually, uh, how, how's that played out?
1: Yeah. So our, our wet mill was already sort of finishing up. So that was, that was fine. And then our dry mill is within our farm. So because it's private property and the the workers stay there and they have a, a place to stay, they, they can keep working. But what we were doing is we were operating basically at a 75% uh, capacity to make sure everyone kept their distance and washed their hands and everything. But everyone was pretty self-isolated within the farm. Um, yeah, but... It was it was difficult because of those curfews. If people had to go home, then they had to leave much earlier than usual. Um, the good thing is that, you know, agriculture starts quite early. So the six PM curfews um were affecting us by an hour or two, but not by much.
0: Okay, definitely. So in terms of production, you said you're you're down or in just the capacity, we're down seventy five percent. Like how, how much less coffee are you guys actually exporting this year uh, in relationship to what you estimate, like how, how, how severe, like, do you have any kind of numbers you can, you can share to kind of give us a perspective on?
1: Yeah, in terms of what we were expecting this year, it's very different to, to what we uh, actually did. And then in terms of it compared to last year, it's definitely less than, 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 than we did last year, but that was to be expected. Um, we also took the position to sort of stop purchasing as soon as we we realized the gravity of the situation and when we started to see a lot of contracts being cancelled, um, we had to have a, a difficult conversation with our producers as well and explain the situation and um, and I think at the beginning, people were like, "Okay, sure, we understand like you 've already purchased about sixty to seventy five percent of our of our production this year at great prices so we understand and then as things got graver and graver I think people were like oh now we really understand and we want you to be around uh next year and for many years to come so it doesn't matter like they were completely understanding that we couldn't purchase their entire um harvest
0: yeah, it's been, it's been clear also talking to others where the like, people like yourself and, and others in the industry that, that makes a point of having great relationships with their producers uh, as, as a common thing and had for many, many years. It goes to show in, in crisis like this that um, producers seem to be very open to support that as well, right? Because they're also dependent on having Primavera uh, being able to continue business, right? So that in the future, they can rely on you as well, yeah.
1: Exactly. And no, they, they, everyone's response was like, we'd rather have you around the next year than buy everything now. And then you're not around next year. <laughs>
0: yeah. Amazing. Do, do you see, and that's kind of what you're mentioning before as well, where that relationship also translates into how you deal with your roasteries as well, right. Uh, as a customer, right. It's, um, and it's really cool to see how that kind of works. The whole value chain is, is coming together to kind of, Try to um, get out of this in a sustainable way right because that is still the main challenge, but we don't really know what's what's coming up right
1: yeah, I think it was quite difficult uh and a, a very busy time for us because of that because we had so many conversations uh and so many discussions with with all of our everyone involved in the in the production chain that um yeah, that it was a very busy time for us, but I'm, I'm glad we, we decided to take that route and it just created stronger relationships, both with the producers and with, the, with our customers.
0: Yeah do, do you feel that you guys are um, in control of the process now in the sense that you guys, I mean, it's obviously been a few rocky mounts, right? But, but do you feel that you, you kind of know what's coming up now or is it still uh, very much question marks all over?
1: Well, I, I thought um, we would have enough coffee for this year, and it turns out we're <laughs> almost out now. Uh, so that has been positive. I thought it was going to be worse than it actually has been. Um, so, you know, we have shifted our focus slightly to improve um, our processes, both here and in Europe, um, to make it better for next year. Um but yeah, I mean, <laughs> uncertainty is always there, both uh, in the negative and the positive side. So um, that's why we want to sort of hedge that as much as possible with the conversations and with commitments with our, both with our producers and with our roasting partners.
0: And one of the, uh, the interesting things that has come out of this as well, and, and part of why I was so excited to have you on here on the podcast, is uh, you just released basically, and, and correct me if I'm wrong here, but we call it Farmer, uh, Farmer COVID Relief Fund, right? So a product that Primavera initiated to support your farmers and the producers you work with, right?
1: yeah so the we it it all started out so it's (laughs) it's a super interesting project and it all started out with um us wanting to share what the producers were going through um uh with videos of them sharing their stories and and sharing the situation that they were going through with with the pandemic and the and the lockdowns and everything so um it started with 10 videos of different producers Sharing their insights and what they have been going through, and what we heard over and over again was that labor cost and cost of uh, production were going to go higher this year because we had um, with the curfews and with uh, strict lockdowns, things just become more expensive. Um, there's also fewer fewer uh, external jobs and things like that, so the main concern was that you know that money was going to be tight for the next year and of course we you know ideally we'd want all of our producers to invest back in their in their production and their coffee um but we understand that they might have um other basic needs to be met so after listening to all these um stories and and their insight we decided to start this um, it's a relief fund where we're gonna provide basic uh, or staple foods to our 200 producers in Wilwetanangom and throughout Guatemala, um, and a, we partner with our a nonprofit called the Chain Collaborative, uh, where I've been participating for a few a few years now and they're bored. so it's been a, a very interesting sort of new project uh, and we've actually we started a, a GoFundMe charity campaign uh, and we've more than met our goal and Primavera is going to match all the funds as well so we're still it's still open uh, until the end of September but by the by then we hope to sort of um start with uh, giving out of basic basic foods in order for people to have more disposable income or other disposable income for um for their farms or for any other needs that they have
0: i mean that's i mean that's absolutely amazing right it's um, it's amazing on many levels like first of all one it's 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 more important than ever to um, to help out, right? And that goes for kind of any, any parts of the value chain in any parts of, of society, regardless of industry, right? But it's also as a um, and I mean, I see it from my perspective as well as a business owner, where it's like going through this process or this period, being a business owners, we, we have a lot on our plate as it is, trying to navigate ourselves out of this in a sustainable way, right? And on top of that, being able to initiate a product like this, uh, it's amazing, right? It's, it's fantastic that you guys take the time to actually do something, right? Um, and I'm, I'm hoping we're going to make sure that I know this is, this episode is going to launch a bit later, uh, but we're going to try our best to, to make sure to, uh, to help out with that as much as we can as well.
1: No, it's 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 been such a. I mean, I, we're very thankful to all of the the roasters and people that have donated to the to the cost because, as you say, it's it's a very difficult time for everyone, for businesses, for for everything, and it's nice that people are able to see outside of their own sort of circle and see that. You know the producers are really the ones that are most affected by by everything. They're the most vulnerable in the chain. So um, we're really thankful that people were interested in the project and that that there were there were so many donations. And it just goes to show like um, how how. Invested roasters are in the production, so and in the producers, so that's that's been very positive. And after this project, we hope this is our last one. We want to start many more, um, many more new projects, partnering with the chain collaborative in order to do a sustainability project, an educational project, um, and and many others, um, always around our the the producers that we work with.
0: Yeah. Moving, moving on here, and there's two more things I want, want us to discuss before we, we uh, leave you. And first thing here, if you, you kind of reflect back on, on the last few months, what, what have been the kind of main lessons, uh, main lessons, main challenges? Um, is it something you've done that you, you realize afterwards, like, this didn't work out the way I want to, I should have done this instead? Like, What, is, what can you kind of share from your experience that might be helpful um, to others um, around the coffee industry?
1: I mean, lessons, sure, but I don't think it's going to, you know, it was such an unprecedented situation, and I don't think anyone could have planned it, like, well. I think we did as, our best, and, and um, given the situation, I think our our outcome was, was positive. As I said before, I wish we would have purchased a bit more coffee, but then you never know how it would have turned out. Um, but I think, yeah, just making sure like number one for us has been cash flow so making sure that you meet your cash flow needs um has definitely been a, a very strong point for us um and then uh being very open and flexible with our produce with our with our roasting partners um to make sure that you know, there's an open communication there, and we understand what they need, and they understand where we're coming from as well. Um, that has been super important. And then trying to minimize the risk as best as possible. Um, yeah, I think those are the, the 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 top three things that come to mind uh, with regards to the situation.
0: Yeah, I mean it's, it's hard, and we're part of, of why we're having this podcast now, and the format we do is that we are very much in it, right? Um, that's why we we chose to call it coffee with covid-19 rather than coffee post covid-19 because we we don't know where we're going to be right and i think that's the that's also the last questions i want to touch a bit on and i know it's a difficult one it's been a difficult for difficult one for everyone to kind of respond to but you know where will we actually go from here what is the future what is 2021 i myself see see a much more challenging 2021 than 2020 uh, when I look at my kind of business predictions, but, um, uh, from both from a, like Guatemala coffee uh, perspective and also a Primavera coffee company perspective, right? Like what are we actually going to move into and what can we expect, um, from you guys moving into the next year?
1: Mm-hmm. So there's been a, we've started to adapt to, to the new situation and, and there's a few changes that we will be making, um, in terms of Guatemala, I think we are going to have a very strong crop next year. Um, the, the, the rainy season has been wonderful. Um, I think next year's harvest is going to be wonderful, great, um, and we hope that there is enough specialty coffee demand to to um, that is going to want those those great coffees. Um, in terms of Primara, we will be doing origin trips uh, virtually, so we hope to be able to share um, a lot of the, the insights that people get when they come here and visit us and visit the producers and things like that um, through videos, through uh, webinars, through Instagram Lives, um, because we do not think that um, people will be able to come uh, and visit us early next year uh, just yet. Um, so that's one of the main changes that we're gonna do, um, and then hopefully keep keep the same uh, perspective and openness that we had with our customers this year in order to to really make projections um, as best as possible for the for the coming year. Um, obviously, that's very difficult and and we saw a big change from people. Having reservations to ordering just spot coffee this year, so we'll see we'll see how pe- how roasteries feel comfortable or how comfortable they feel making reservations for future months. Um, but that's you know we'll we'll just have to go step by step and see how how the situation unfolds.
0: Yeah, for sure, it's it's, it's not much much else one can do, right? But and I think it's really interesting what you mentioned about these these virtual origin trips. Uh, and, and just to clarify, um, is that so basically you won't be hosting any physical origin trips at all, as in that's decided that you're not going to do it, or if you can't travel, people can still come?
1: Um, we we are leaving our doors open um, for people to visit our lab and our milling facilities uh, if they do want to come. However, the conversations that we've had with producers is that they're <laughs> they're quite scared of all of you Europeans uh, coming here with yeah. with the virus. There's a lot of uh, misconception about the situation, I think, and the news making it so dramatic doesn't help. So sure. um, I feel like they think it's a big monster that's coming their way. Um, so, yeah, when we have to respect uh, the producers and their – their needs and their, you know, their demands really. Um so in that in that case, um as I said, we we will ha- be happy to host you here. We'll be happy to do cuppings. So everything will will keep going as as has been over the past eight, nine years now. <laughs> um but you know if you're if you're in coming or in the area, we definitely would be super happy to have you because we haven't seen I haven't left Guatemala all year and it's that's very unusual for me. Um, and so we'll be very happy to have you here however we do have to be mindful and respectful of the decisions of producers
0: yeah of of course and and, um, that's I mean it makes it makes to some degree it makes a lot of sense and we have several kind of grocery owners on this podcast that have been uh, that are very used to travel Um, and like first of all one there's definitely a frustration of of not being able to visit producers Uh, but two there's also realization that um, a lot of these trips could be done virtually to some degree, right? So scaling down traveling in general, both from, from a pandemic perspective, but also from just an environmental perspective as well, which uh, which to some degree makes a lot of sense as well, right? Um, no, I myself. that's, that's um,
1: another, sorry.
0: No, go for it, go for it.
1: That's another another lesson that I think we've learned as well is that, um, you know, I used to travel very often and now uh, having all these conversations via um, via Zoom or via WhatsApp uh, has been possible. And I think it's something that it's going to change the way we all travel, I guess. Um, So that has been positive. It's just been a time difference that is sometimes tricky, but you get adjusted to that.
0: Yeah, for sure. It works out right. And, and I've also have a, a similar kind of revelation that it's, it's, it's quite a lot of things you can actually officially do like this, right? And one, I think personally, one of the things I'm curious about to see is, and I just take that from my own kind of personal experience, where uh, in my case, running a roastery, one of the, the things I kind of fuel my energy on are actually these origin trips, right? Um, so I, I, do hope that we eventually at one time are going to be able to, to do at least some of them. Right. Uh, cause I think that connection is also zoom is great, but there's a limitation there to, um, I mean, meeting in person is more fun. Let's, let's put it like that in the most kind of simplest form.
1: Of course. And that's why we, we are doing our planning, uh, these virtual origin trips so that people do not lose that connection. Um, And then we saw it in a different way instead of being like, oh, you know, uh, you can't come this year. It's more like everyone can come this year because, you know, a lot of other groceries don't necessarily um, have maybe the funds or the, the staff in order to to send people to origin and on these trips so this time around we're like no instead of you know everyone can join because you just need to connect to a computer um and we hope that that it'll give you a good experience um both from the learning side and from the connection to producer side
0: absolutely um, and i think that's also a it's a great place to kind of round this conversation up as well and. Um, and I'm personally really excited to be part of that virtual um, reality towards Guatemala. I mean, I visited Guatemala a few, I mean, it was a long time ago now. when you show me around it and it's still an amazing experience in Guatemala does some of the best copies around. Right. So um, super excited to kind of follow the, the progression. Um, I hope we can have a conversation like this moving into 2021 um, to kind of see where, where everyone is at um, and how this actually played out. And um, yeah, with that, I just want to thank you for your time. Um, it's been a pleasure. Right.
1: Thank you. It's been a pleasure too.
0: Thank you for listening this product has been brought to you by April Media, which is an unfiltered view on the coffee industry powered by our Patreon supporters. Uh, we will love it if you share these episodes, subscribe to our channels, and if you want to be a part of building this, please join our Patreon. Thank you again.